This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I'm Jamie Jennings from Phoenix, Arizona. And I am Emily Thompson from Wellington, Florida. And you're listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for July 5th, episode 1465, brought to you today by Essequestrian and Walsh Products. Good morning, Horse World. Oh my God. It's Tuesday. It's top class show jumping. Uh, at the very best. Every horse is different and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse. Remember we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure theatre. Good morning, everybody. We welcome Emily Thompson. It is the first Tuesday of every month that we get to have the Jumper Radio Show. Emily, good morning. Good morning, Jamie. Happy to be back. Always a fun Tuesday. I love having you on. You know, let's kick Glenn out of here and let's talk. <laughs> let's girl talk about it's horses that jump. Totally. I mean, come on. No complaining about stall cleaning. No complaining about his wife being outside. No, like it's a, it's us girls. We're going to talk about horses. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Now, how the heck are you? You are down in Florida and you are like going for it this winter. Usually you make your way back up to New York, but you are, you're in, you're in the heat and humidity of it all, aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. It is definitely hot, which again, I'm not complaining. I will not complain uh, because it's better than the cold and moving, but yeah, normally I go up to Saugerties and that's sort of kind of, I guess, home base half the year anyways. And I do that circuit up there. But this year I decided to stay down. I've got quite a few sales horses and the showing continues over there at the horse show here. So like, I don't have to go anywhere. I just load up the trailer just like always and drive three miles to the horse show. It's beautiful. Um, plenty of classes, all that. So I've got the sales horses down here and then I do ride for quite a few other people around town. So quite a bit of business, but mainly the reason that I wanted to stay down is so I can start taking over some more management on my breeding horses with the mares. We've got some mares foaling and the stallion, and uh, we're going to have Maggie on later about uh, Oldenburg inspection, but that's why I'm attending. So we've got get everybody in tip-top shape. Absolutely. So question, it's hot. It's, it's the middle of summer. You're going to a horse show. And you are the producer of these beautiful sequestrian show jackets. Now, the moral dilemma is when they say, okay, everybody, jackets are waved, jackets are waved. Do you take your jacket <laughs> off or do you go for it? You know what? If it's a if it's a money class, I will always keep the jacket on. But the cool thing over here at the horse show, it's there, there are two complexes over here. You've got the uh, you know winter equestrian festival for the jumpers and then what what used to be uh, global dressage is across the street and they have a covered indoor so they move the jumpers over into the covered indoor easy in the shade if you have a hunter things are not looking good for you you're out, <laughs> outside, you're outside it's like the Sahara out there it's really and the sand is light you know just the glare but uh, no if you're a jumper you're it's it's awesome 
you're in the shade the whole time. And one more reason to do jumpers. Just exactly. exactly. Check that off. Well, hey, you have a, you have some uh, a baby at home already, and I know you're working hard on your breeding operation right now. What's going on with that? Yeah, we have uh, my. I own the stallion, Hail Glory. He's on my Facebook page. I'm going to build him his own Facebook page when he gets more babies on the ground. Um, and he will be attending the Oldenburg inspection. So I have him at home right now because we're preparing for that. And then he has a beautiful yearling from last year, Philly. She's right around the road, uh, right maybe like half a mile away. So I get to keep keep checking in on her, which is fun. She's beautiful. She's going to be gray, uh, unlike her father, who's dark brown. Um, then I have right now my friend's mare and his her filly, which is his filly as well. She's three months old. She's on my Facebook page. You've probably seen her. She is huge. And she is the sweetest little thing, but I've got her at home. So it's kind of like, you know, full extended full watch. I don't have any kids, but it's got to be similar like that. You think that you, (laughs) you've made the start marker, you know, when, when you actually have the baby and that's not the case or or the finish, you know, you have to, it's so much, so much goes into it, but it's fun. I, I normally, I don't have them at the home farm. So I've got training horses, jumping horses and broodmares, stallions. We actually handle the breeding at, at the farm. And now babies. Yeah. Yep. We do. You, Uh, you, can you imagine, I mean, your, your stallion's going to have a bunch of, uh, bunch of babies soon, hopefully. And imagine having like 25 babies on the ground. What would you do? I can't wait. Well, hopefully (laughs) those are mostly bred to outside mares. Um, and they're not actually the ones that I have to care for. They do get expensive, but it, I mean, that's the dream. That's what I really want. Uh, he, you know, owning the stallion like that. He, that's sort of my job is to market him and try to make him commercial, which I believe he is. The bloodlines are super; it's old blood. Um, so that that's the dream is to have lots of babies on the ground, and he can influence the sport with those old bloodlines. They're kind of make you know you don't find his bloodlines anymore that close in the pedigree. All right, so give us a rundown of the bloodlines, just so I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. He is by a stallion named Lemgo, which was imported from Europe. Had, that horse had maybe eight full siblings that were used in all different stud programs, top, top, all the top programs. That horse is by Langraf Foundation Stallion. Okay. The mother is Direct Galloway, which that horse was infertile to frozen semen as he got older. So you don't see very many Direct Galloways in this country. I mean, imports, yes, but... Um, not, not a lot of them. And that mother's mother line, uh, is a horse called Furidant, which is by Furioso. So inside those three, four generations, you have the Langraf, the Galloway, and the Furioso. Okay. Not, not being a sport horse or warm blood breeder aficionado. I've actually heard of those horses, a lot of them. So I, exactly. I did do a little bit of breed research <laughs> to breed my mare, which we'll talk a little bit uh, about later. Cause I cannot wait to talk to Maggie about all of it. But, um, yeah, I've actually heard those names. So yeah, you're, you're in good company. That, that was the thing. I just thought, you know what? I am not, I, I'm a small getting started breeder. I'm crazy about the bloodlines. I've been studying them since the first time I went to Germany as an adult, say maybe, you know, 10 11 years ago and just it's been an obsession. So I when I saw that I just thought well even though I'm I'm green at it starting with the breeding I we just we can't lose here. 
Um, yeah. And so far, the babies are beautiful. This filly, uh, you guys have to check her out. I should post her on the jumping She's page. She's a monster. So here. <laughs> she oh almost jumped God. out of her stall the other day. She got You're- all the way up to the stifles. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, but, then- but easily. She was just like, I'm going to stand up and slink over. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I, I, I did like the picture of you leading her around because it looks like you're just trying to stop her. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's like you attached a lead rope to the front of a train and you're <laughs> like, train. hey! Oh, totally. <laughs> she, she, and she does it with her little ears forward. She knows, you know, how to mind her manners a little bit. But I mean, the picture is deceiving because she's so big. She's still nursing. She's got two to three more months nursing on the mare. So that mare starts walking and she starts walking. I'm trying, you know, to do some halter training, which is clearly effective, as you can see. <laughs> but, but she's not, you know, a, you know, standalone citizen right now. She is uh, still yeah. Well, she's just a big old baby. So, you know, it'll come around. But hey, you mentioned Germany and I, I heard you were going to Germany. I am. I, I did. I went last year, which was so much fun. I love going. I've been most years, uh, really that I can. And I'm going this September for, they have the state riding college and Vecta is in the Oldenburg region. Actually, funny enough, all of our Oldenburg talk today and they, that's where they have the state riding college for, if you're German, you have to go through your certification and you have a license to do anything there. You need to have a license to launch a horse, you know, do everything. Yeah. Uh, they're very serious about the licensing. Um, and there are courses that you have to take. And you have textbooks. There are, gosh, I think five different levels, uh, starting with the the small bronze. And I am going for my silver right now. Uh, the next level would be silver, I believe, with gold leaves, which you have to get through uh, like through um, show results out there. So I... Being an American, Americans can go. There's only one English-speaking course per year, and you essentially get certified like a German, so you don't have to ask permission to do anything. I can go and start a business. I can show and can do whatever. But it's interesting over there because you, they take the the dressage and the jumping as a unit together. They're they're hand in hand. So when you go, I registered as Grand Prix level jumping, show jumping, and I have to test out one level below in dressage. So this year I will be riding in a double bridle for my dressage test and I'm terrified. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you have a, do, I mean, I know you're like this super amazing show jumper. Do you have dressage experience? Only just at school. Whenever I go back to school, this is my third time going and I stay for three weeks, sometimes more. Uh, for the course. And then I, you know, I have to ride and, and you, you have, uh, dressage or jumping in the morning and then either dressage or jumping in the afternoon with theory and classroom and horse practical, everything happening in the middle of the day. So you, I, I mean, I take a lesson every single day that I'm there and you learn your test and you learn how you're going to perform this test. And then that is one of the tests that you're graded on. You will be graded on a dressage test that you've learned, a show jumping course, which you haven't learned, (laughs) you've just been practicing, and then a written oral horse care. Oh my gosh, that sounds super intense. It is very intense, yes. And uh, the scale is from one to 10 as you're grading, although uh, we're informed that nobody ever gets 10, the highest you'll ever get is eight. So we're shooting for eights. (laughs) Come on, eights, you know. (laughs) Come on. You'll never be perfect. We won't be minuses. We don't care. B minus is okay. 
I mean, so, essentially that was, that's, I guess an A, but no, it's, it's fantastic. It's such an experience. And a lot of times this year as well, I bring a group, you can bring kids, you can bring older riders because everybody has to start. Even my first year registered as a Grand Prix rider, I started doing like meter, like I think I tested out at the meter height. And then next time you come, you are allowed to move up if you pass your exam, all of the exams together. And I have seen people not pass them. It's not a gimme, but it's fun. It is so educational and it's such a treat. They work with uh, Top Stud Farm. Stahl Ramsbrock is right around the corner. Uh, he had, gosh, I think back in Athens, he had like 26 horses amongst all the dip- disciplines that he bred. So he's That's amazing. Top, top. Yeah, it's That's so cool. It. We'll talk about the breeding. Just... Like, wow. Oh, the trip of a lifetime and you're getting to do it again. So that is, you're definitely blessed that way. That sounds incredible. And let me just give you one piece of advice. Um, <clears throat> lengthen your stirrups oh my for dressage. Like you yeah. have to do that. <laughs> so it is such a challenge. Like that first year right? was like, I mean, I'm so bad at it. Like I've, I've never been felt so incapable of getting better for days. Cause I'd never done it. I wasn't really prepared. I went with another group, you know, people, we pull together kind of a big group. It's fun and everyone ships in for housing and, and it becomes quite cost effective. But yeah, I was, I just thought there's no hope. I'll never get this. <laughs> sure. I actually, that first year I got a better score on my dressage um, test than I did my jumping just by half a point, but still I was quite proud of that one. <laughs> well, there's, uh, you know, it's definitely the challenge to lengthen your stirrups. And there is somebody on here who knows uh, a lot about that, actually. And and if you want to, if you want to do dressage, you have to lengthen your stirrups and you got to practice ahead of time, Emily, <laughs> do not I just know. head over to Germany and, and lengthen them there. Like no stirrup riding. You're going back to the pony club before you go. I need to. Get I'm on that embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you can get our next guest uh, to help you a little bit if she's Yay. ever back in the world, uh, back I in our know. country. Erin uh, <laughs> Gilmore from Noel Floyd. So great to Skype in from Europe. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You are all over the place. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego right now? Good God. <laughs> Right now in the beautiful countryside of Belgium outside of Brussels, where I get to enjoy my downtime, which is very good, nice for me, actually. You have downtime? <laughs> well, on Tuesdays, there's generally way. not five-star horse shows, so yes. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so to yes, following the horse show schedule. Yeah, yeah I saw on your Facebook, you were recently in Paris. That looked beautiful. Yeah, uh, Paris, as far as um, comparing it to, to the previous years, which were pretty epic, it was a little underwhelming this year, but I probably shouldn't call Paris underwhelming. Um, it was a nice show, and they held it in a park just outside the Ring of Paris because um, if uh, you're in Europe, you know that there's a little soccer tournament going on right now called the yeah. European Championships. Small, small tournament, yeah. yeah. And that, uh, that displaced the show from next to the Eiffel Tower for this year only. So they had a new location just for this year. Well, back up a little bit. Tell everybody kind of who you work for and what you're doing if they've never, if they've never heard of Aaron Gilmore uh, before. Yeah, so I, I work for a show jumping news website called noelfloyd.com that's based in North America. And we cover the five-star level of show jumping and the really top, top sports. So I get to go to all of the really top shows 
Um, in the summer season, of course, it's in Europe. So that's where I've been for the last uh, two and a half months <sighs> covering these riders. Uh, of course, we have the Olympic Games, which is what everyone's talking about right now. Um, so it was really important that I was here this spring and into the summer before um, before I go to Rio in 31 days. I'm counting oh down God. to that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so before we get into all of this news, which is very exciting because we have Team Select, I just I'm dying to to get this question answered because I always see on your Facebook as we discussed before, you're so stylish, always have the best clothes, everything is neatly pressed, and we got into the conversation of the vacuum bags, which is incredibly important yeah. if you're going to travel the world in style at a, with a reasonable size suitcase. So, with all of your traveling then around Europe, once you're there, do you repack in the vacuum bags in between location moves? That is, I've never been asked that before. I mean, yes, I do. And I'm glad I've come off as so stylish because most of the time, black on black on black. <laughs> no, not everything that I see. I'm like, wow, Erin is rocking it over there in Europe. It's like the dream job. I love it. Well, you need to do a fantastic job. So Thanks. that's the, okay. So that's been answered. I mean, that's, uh, I, that's probably the way to do it, folks. I, I should do that when I go, I think. Oh, yeah. You, it's, it's, it's important. you got to take the clothes out of the vacuum bag to wash them and then put them back in. So, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the, uh, the, yes, that, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. You can get way more clothes in. Duh. Yes, okay. Exactly. So, we have all this exciting news. Teams have finally been selected. I'm just dying that it took so long. But fill us in. What is going on over there? Well, teams are being being selected. Only some of them have been been selected so far. It's up to the countries on when they want to confirm their their riders and their teams. Like America was selected last week, and Great Britain was selected just a few hours ago. Um, Germany will be selected after the Aachen Horse Show, which is next weekend. So they're all kind of filtering in like that here and there, um, depending on the country you're interested in or the country's relevance uh, for a medal it's big or bigger news. You know what I mean? Of course. Well, let's talk about this U.S. team. Okay. U.S. team. I think across the board, everybody thought it was a really good choice. Basically, we've got our three most consistent riders, all of whom are high up on the world ranking list, starting with McLean Ward, who now is number one in the world. And when I talked to you guys, I think in Rome, I was watching him and HH Azur, his horse, which is just like, this horse is just next level. Few horses, if any, right now compared to her. Um, so he's going to be the the anchor. BZ Madden's been on the last two Olympic teams, I believe. Um, she's back with Cortez C. Kent Farrington has made his very first Olympic team. Um, he's riding Voyeur. And uh, Lucy Davis has also made her first Olympic team. Um, she's she's young. She's still in her 20s with Barron. But she was, this is the same team that was on the World Equestrian Games team in 2014. And they won team bronze there. So we've got our, we've got our real top riders going to, going to Rio. Yeah, it's really interesting. The age span, show jumping is so unique that way. How, yeah, how old is Lucy? And today... Oh, off the top of my head, Lucy, I think is only 21, 22. She just graduated from college last year. Um, McLean's in his 40s, but, you know, speaking of age, John uh, Whitaker was just selected to represent Great Britain, and he's 60. Wow. 
It's it's yeah, so amazing. So. And it just and, and then you add the element of the horses. Um, you know, all of these riders have top horses, so it's always so interesting to see who who they select, like Beezy taking Cortez. Exactly. Yeah. But Cortez is so proven at a championship level. I mean, if you remember, he was named best horse at WEG in 2014 and he did all of those rounds and then the rounds with the other riders. And I think he did those clear and never had a rail down. So for an Olympics, you, you kind of want, you, you want those proven people and those proven horses. Um, yeah, I had a freeze frame for a while. What, what, I forget, was it Washington or something when she, uh, galloped so so fast and left so yeah, long to the Oxer. Kentucky National Horse Show in Kentucky. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was memorable. <laughs> I mean, wow. He was so stretched out, so much scope. It just gives you a real appreciation for these horses. These are the I like you're saying, and they're really all next level horses compared to to what for example, what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. Yeah, sure, <laughs> what we're all dealing with. I get to see them, but I rarely get to, you know, touch them. I just watch from the rail. So <laughs> it's just got to be so great. I, I I haven't actually, which I'm kicking myself every year that I don't make it down to Miami. I will next year, but I keep having things come up. But I haven't actually been able to watch a global tour class in person like that. I just would love to see just horse after horse come in, just unbelievable riding and. Uh, just the talent of these horses is incredible. Yeah, I think I've told you before that uh, Miami is one that should not be missed. I know, I know. You did tell me, and then I said okay, and then I missed it. <laughs> but not, I didn't want to. I was like, ah, you know, I can't remember what I added. So, something important that I just couldn't. But uh, what, a, what an experience. So, who, so you've been watching so the Germans since uh, that's sort of a topic we were discussing. How, how are their riders shaping up out there? They have not selected yet? No, they will select their final team after Aachen, uh, which is, of course, one of the biggest shows in the world and the biggest show this season. Um, I mean, it's, come on, it's Germany. German riders are formidable, always. Christian Allman is always on his game. Daniel Ducer just won uh, five star, two five-star classes in Belgium at NACA, this fancy five-star show that's in its second year. Um, that was just on Sunday. Meredith is on the long list. He, Germany is always going to be a factor for a medal, no matter what. Yeah, they're so consistent. Yeah, they're they're really, really consistent riders. Really just, you know, dominating riders. Um, but, you know, France is going to have a strong team. They're going to reveal their team fairly soon. They've got a couple of riders in the top 10 in the world, including Simone Delestre, who is number two in the world. Um, he was number one for a couple of months. It's, it's a strong group of riders at the top, but I've also been talking to some of the riders who are going to their first Olympics. Like the team from Qatar is, is sending a team for the very first time. Um, I interviewed their top rider over the weekend in Paris, and he had some real interesting things to say. So I've got that coming down the pipeline. And uh, you've got some riders going as individuals, like Daniel Blumen from Colombia. He, he was, I think, the top-placed individual in London. So he's going back with four more years under his belt. And you never know, you could see something really strong come out of a rider like him or like Luciana Dinez, who represents Portugal. And she's going back to the Olympics as an individual. And she just won this huge Grand Prix in Rotterdam a couple weeks ago where there was this crazy turn and she made it happen. And she's as capable as any of them on any day to go and win a medal as well. So it'll definitely be exciting. Once we're there at the horse show, once the horse show in Rio is rolling and happening, I'll be happy. 
Yeah, what is the, you're right for about uh, Luciana Denise that she's unbelievable on her horse. Is it winning mood? Uh, uh, no, it's fit for fun. The little small fit for fun horse. That's okay. the one she's taking. She's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the individuals, that would be very interesting. Now, before we run out of time, we've got to uh, discuss Rio. Like what is going on? With the, the, the uh, preparation, yeah, it, we've got some owners. I, I was seeing some articles with horses maybe not going. Yeah. I mean, what is the landscape? What are we dealing with here? No, and no one has so far said my horse isn't going because I don't feel safe with my horse going. Um, but it is definitely something that's being described to me from people who are really high up as, listen, this is kind of a situation that you're going to get through. This is not a trip or an experience that you're going to enjoy as a tourist. Like you need to start thinking in a way of staying safe and getting there and having a plan. And we're all looking at our plans and re-examining our plans. And this is just me as the media. I'm no athlete. I'm no horse owner. Um, They have different plans, but the situation in Rio seems like there's something new to be worried about daily. And we're just trying to (laughs) figure out the best way to approach it at this point. So is, is the venue ready? I'm not there, so I don't know. I can't tell you what I heard and read and seen. No, it's not ready. It's five five weeks, 31 days away. Ah! So I know what I know, and I know what my job is, and I'm just hoping that um, it'll it'll work out. And uh, it, it, it really is going to be a unique games, but I hope it's unique for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I have tried to keep up a little bit with some of these different postings. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, I've, I've never heard of that. You, for just a, for an example, on the owner side of things, for the owners being so concerned, okay, nobody's officially, I guess, pulled a horse, but that is, do we still think that that's a possibility? I mean, I'm sure, I guess it is if it, if it's not up to par or, or you know I really feel like because with the horses the FBI is in charge of the horses and the and getting the horses there and and they're so good at moving horses around the world and the people who organize that are so good at it uh the horse security of it feels like fine to me actually um it's more for these poor slobs who are out there taking pictures with no security of their own who I'm concerned about so I'm talking about mm. myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you will certainly look stylish. So you'll at least have yeah, that no, I, for you. Yeah, no, I'm blending in. That's, that's a place to blend in. I've got, I'll have You're my right. beard down packing. I'm not bringing my fancy cameras. I mean, this, this is something to really think differently about from beginning to end. But Emily, did you just say she'd look stylish while she was getting kidnapped? Yes. <laughs> well, you're right. She would be a target because she is so stylish. I know, I, right? She has to be careful. You I, most of the time at a horse show, I feel like I'm dressed like a homeless person in layers. So thanks, guys. This is good for my ego. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. I did. And now that you say that, read another article. Uh, you basically directed at the owners, right? Uh, right. How they present themselves coming down, watching the horses, and some of them uh, maybe are are going to decide to just watch from home, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, I, I mean, quite a few of the owners I can tell you are definitely not going, for sure. Um, they know their horses are going, but they are, they they are not going. I think the focus here is, you know, the athletes will obviously be under a lot of, um, supervision and everything will be very secure for them. And we're just watching the general news and trying to get as much communication from the organizers as possible to know 
A, how ready they are. They're under a lot of pressure, not just from these, this little sport where we ride horses in circles. I mean, every sport concerns. And um, to just to see how it's going to be. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a mystery. It's going to be exciting. It won't be boring. I can tell you that. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Yeah. On so many different levels. Well, we'll just have to wait. Yeah. At least the, the U.S. team has been selected because that was driving me nuts. And yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to wait. Uh, to Germany, I'm very interested in. Now, uh, Christian Allman, he had a, a fall recently. He's okay? Uh, no, that was actually Marco Kucher who fell oh, it was? in super dramatic fashion at Rome. I saw that one in person, and I was sure that guy had a broken leg or hip or both, but um, he didn't. He was fine. He was up uh, the next day, and his horse was too, and I just saw them both jumping in Paris, and they looked pretty good. Wow. Um, so he's also on the, the, the short list for Germany. He could get selected wow. as well. Yeah. Oh, super riders, all of them. Well, that's exciting. Now, what's your schedule, and when do you head to Rio? Um, I, I get to go to Aachen uh, next weekend, which is always just... Now, that there, again, is a show never to be missed. It's so amazing there um, in Germany. That's a real final outing for the Olympic riders. So this year, it'll be even cooler than usual. Um, after that, I go to Dublin Horse Show, which is a real favorite of mine in Ireland. And then I get to go home to Florida for about six days, see my dog, and go to Rio on the 5th. Oh, my gosh. And so much packing and unpacking of the vacuum bags. That's the least of my worries. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> you're you're a, ch- a champion at it now, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that That's unbelievable. But what an experience to see all of those top horse shows like that. I mean, it's so unlike the U.S. I guess you get that in Miami. But... U.S. is, hey, we're stepping up, right? U.S. is getting there. We've got more CSIs than ever, um, but for sure, no comparison to Europe still. Unbelievable. Well, we will be checking in with you soon. Thank you so much for Skyping in over there in Europe. Yeah, please do. Uh, Have me on any time. I'm sure I'll have tons to tell you about after Aachen, so keep in touch. We will for sure. Safe travels. Take lots of pictures and post them. I'm enjoying it immensely. (laughs) Only glamorous ones. (laughs) Yes, only the style. Exactly. I'm like, wow, look at the tent. I mean, it's incredible. It is incredible. Well, safe travels. We'll talk to you soon, Erin. Okay, great. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye, Erin. Man, what a job. I know. Aren't you just drooling? It's like, wow. I mean, just to be up so close to like, like she, because she's getting to take these pictures. It's just, it's incredible. You really get a feel for it too, because she is up close. Um, I, I love going through on that Noel Floyd website. They're very good about staying up to date with, with what's going on globally for our sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I think those, that's a great, a great place to keep tabs on as we get closer to Rio. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, I've never really seen anything like this before you know with everybody being so jumpy and and the owners not going and all of these sort of encouraging people on what they should wear how they I mean which is what you do anyways when you're when you're traveling but it's uh it certainly adds a different uh, element to the Olympics there's a, this year. yeah there's a lot more tension uh, surrounding it that's for sure but you know what in the end Emily is all gonna go off without a hitch and everything's gonna be successful and people are gonna go oh, I wonder what that we were talking about because it's just gonna be <laughs> awesome I'm so we positive. Hope. I know you are so positive. I don't know how because you get up so early in the morning, but we'll take, <laughs> we'll take it. Well, hey, I think our next guest is here. 
Yay! We have our headline sponsor, WalshProducts.com, and we have Leslie, one of our regulars, coming on. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Good morning, ladies. How are you? We're doing well. We're doing well. Recovering from the fourth. Are you? How are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I had a very quiet fourth July weekend, did a little bit of riding. With all my traveling, that was that was a nice break in the routine, so it was lovely. Oh, that is nice. Where were you traveling? I was in our office in Wisconsin um, for about three weeks, getting ready for a bunch of stuff and inventory and all the stuff that has to happen. And now I'm back in Lexington, Kentucky. Wow. That's right. Nice. And now yes. you, you guys manufacture out there as well, don't you? Yes, we do. Yes. Wow, that is I, I can't I do inventory myself for the clothing line and that's a very small uh number of styles. I can't even imagine doing inventory. Is that like an army of people? It's usually the raw materials that makes everybody a bit crazy because of all the products that we make. It's buckles and all the leather and all the all the sewing materials, everything. So um yeah, wow. it's a bit of an undertaking. Yeah. I can't even, what a nightmare. I can't even imagine. I did just buy, by the way, I was at Dover the other day here in Wellington and I bought the most beautiful Walsh jumping stick. It's so Oh, nice. I love it. With the patent top and it's, my company colors are black and red. And so the bat is black and red. It's all, uh, you know, twisted around with the two colors. They are, they are so Mm -hmm. well made. Yeah, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. We have a we have a whole range of colors in those now, and actually we can do custom colors in those. Um, and kind of the sky's the limit. There's a lot of color options on those. They're they're really nice. I mean, I look at jumping sticks everywhere I go, and these they're they're stylish. You guys should check those out. But we're actually Leslie comes on with our product pick for Walsh products, which I mean. There are so many. <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> so she's coming on today when we are going to discuss halters. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Perfect. I also have many Walsh halters. I'm sort of a Walsh junkie, actually, and I always have been, which is sort of funny <laughs> that we have you on every, every month. Because I, it's, it's, it's so well made. And then finding out it's made in the U.S., I mean, it's super. It's great. So tell us yeah, about Yeah, we're very halters. proud of that. Um, well, the halters, I mean, that's our iconic, that's what most people know us by. And it's um, in the English hunter-jumper world, most people know us by our British or Kentucky halter, the triple stitch halter. Um, and I really need to post a picture of one of these uh, sewing machines in action that actually gets through the triple stitch on the on the leather. Um, made with solid brass fittings. And um, it's what, it's the iconic, what everybody knows. They pretty much call it the Walsh halter instead of it is a British or Kentucky halter. The only difference being a straight chin versus adjustable chin. They, they, the, yes, the thick, it's thick, you know, which is what mm-hmm. I love about them. It has a nice, uh, and uh, the, I mean, all I do is deal with leather and the, the leather quality is incredible on that. I, I do want to see that sewing machine because that is a thick halter to get that triple stitch through. Yeah, it's 100 years old. So um, we have four in action and we own about uh, 10 of them and we use them for parts and everything. So um, the company has been approached over the years to 
to try and get an up-to-date sewing machine to try and do this work, and there hasn't been one that's been able to do, do it. So oh we'll gosh. just stick with the past and the tradition and keep going <laughs> with what we know. <laughs> we'll talk about tradition. This, this is an old company. Yes, 100 years old. Well, actually, 102 now. Yes, 102. Wow. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm actually on your mm-hmm. website right now, walshproducts.com, checking out the halters. Uh, yes, there are quite a few. Oh my gosh. Yes, I, we I'm, have everything. I'm dying for you on the inventory side of things. I can't. <laughs> that makes me want to cry. <laughs> um, the interesting thing is what a lot of people don't understand is that we do a lot of custom work. A lot of a lot of halters are made to order um, in terms of if you want to choose a color, different color, um, different fittings. Um, so in particular, if you pay attention to our signature halter series, um, which you can customize with, um, the pattern color and we can do it black and, or Havana leather, and then you can choose the, um, the leather color in behind and it's everything from Royal blue, white, purple, lime green. We've done a few of those, uh, very popular is pink. We do a lot of pony halters in pink padded. Um, and we've done those in black and Havana. Um, so that's I been a really popular that. series for us. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. Wow, so I'm looking at them now. They're we don't beautiful. Typically, yeah, we don't typically stock all of those because there's way too many options. Um, another really nice one is the orange back. Um, that's been very popular this past year, Havana with orange. And then any of them can come in black leather with the with the color, and then you can do the um, stainless steel fittings instead of the brass. Wow, that's great because I my barn colors and my uh, company for the clothing line are black and red, or my barn is black and silver. But either which way, I ride an all black tack, and it's actually pretty difficult to find um, black, like nice quality for the hunter jumpers. Anyways, nice quality black. Mm-hmm equipment. So to have the custom, I mean, this is really beautiful. And so I have a question here about the stitching. You have obviously the fancy stitch, which is presumably Mm -hmm. for show. When you have those, uh, whatever the technical name is for the triple stitch halter, is that actually for durability? Does it make it stronger? Is that also a look? Originally it was for durability and now it's just become our iconic, you know, um, everyone knows what it is. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. So we've just kept it like that. Uh, yeah, like the sewing machine. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Although I guess that is a little bit broke. But they, wow, you guys have to check this out on line with walshproducts.com. I'm just overwhelmed with all of the options. I had no idea that you were doing all of this custom. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 16 padding options. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and remember you need a lead to go with it so you can match your lead. Absolutely. Um, and we've done, yeah. And just to complicate things even more, we actually do this in dog collars and leashes. So we sell sets to people where they, they outfit their horse and their dog, a dog collar oh, no. and a leash and a belt. So you can be oh absolutely God. 100% color coordinated. Emily, this is going to be time. dangerous for you. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I had no idea. We can all be black and red together. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That's awesome. Exactly. They, well, and I did see the, uh, because the leather quality is so good and I, I, 
see you all at Ada with the years that I went with the clothing line and the I did see the dog collars in person. Well, quite a few tech stores uh, carry the stock version anyways, yeah. but they're nice yes. for yeah. you know all yeah. the different sizes. I mean, I've got two totally different sized dogs. I've got a, a little wiener dog who needs a small halter, but or halter <laughs> with a collar, <laughs> and then a huge one. I've got a, like a hundred pound mastiff right now that I was see? fostering and now I can't give her back, but you need different kinds of collars. But that's what I was saying. Yeah. This is going to be very dangerous for you because <laughs> now all of a sudden you have to have, and then you're like, well, we've got the baby horse. So I need a halter and lead for oh, the yeah. baby horse. And then obviously I'm going to need one for my big horse and you're going to, yeah, of this course. is going to cost This is going to spiral out of control. I know it is. <laughs> I had no idea. And I we actually, see it now. <laughs> and we actually do have a halter for every stage of your horse. We have a grow with me full halter. <laughs> um, it's adjustable. Um, and then you can move right up to our track halter. It's deceiving in the name, but our track halter fits weanlings and yearlings. And it's just a smaller three-quarter inch wide double stitch bridle leather. Um, but it'll fit weanlings and yearlings and up to regular horse size. So we oh, can be with nice. you all through your yes, full what? yearling, weanling. Everything. No, I'm in trouble. Now you hit my you hit my demo right there. I'm in trouble. I now. Will- I will tell you, just a side note, uh, since we're talking all about this braiding and everything, and now we have this uh, full halter that Walsh sells. I, I, I think I actually bought one. I had one um, for this last filly, and yours com- it, it's yours that comes with two crown pieces, correct? Yes. So this filly, when she was born, maybe not quite born, but like five days later, only had one hole left on the big crown piece. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like, whoa, now that's got to be big. We've only got one yeah. more left. Emily, she just had a yeah. really, she has a really big brain. That's what it I is. I mean, obviously, really the better brain. to think about biting me. She's a real biter. Oh my God. So my baby isn't due till January 15th. Is it too early for me to go ahead and buy this full halter? It is so stinking cute. I can't stand it. I must have it. <laughs> you got to get it. You must have They're the it. best ones. You must I, have it. Okay. <laughs> Add to cart. The, the Boom. That filly, by the way, is also now in a Walsh halter, but she's in a, a Walsh pony halter. She's three months old. Oh, very good. Probably wearing a medium oh. one. She has the triple stitch. She looks very stylish herself. Oh, very good. Very good. And do you guys ever use our grooming halters? I did not see those. I'm going to pull it up. Is that with the double snap? It is. Yeah, it is. Where is it here? Oh my God, we're all online shopping together. This is amazing. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. <laughs> Everybody needs um, to be doing this. This is an I incredible know. website with so many options. Um, it's just it's just a halter with no throat latch. It's just adjustable on the one side, but it's so super easy to slip on, slip off. Um, and I've been in barns where there's just multiples, like you, you know, just standing at the in the grooming stall, and they're just so easy to use, and they still look good and. Your horse can still look pretty once he's all cleaned up from rolling in the field. Which they do. Why do they always get so I dirty? I was going to say, like, you actually have to groom your horse to have a grooming halter. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Just knock him off and throw the saddle on and we'll hose him down later. <laughs> I have I've got too many right now, too. I'll groom them, you know, polish them before they're going to the show. But, uh, yeah, knock off a little on the back, on with the tack, exactly. Sometimes yeah. it's so hot I hose them before. That's true. And they're really clean. 
Yeah, you're uh, you're talking to girls in the middle of the heat right now. For I sure. know. So we should groom better. We should groom better, but it's so easy to hose. <laughs> Do you have a, a bathing halter? Yeah, <laughs> a bathing halter. Specifically? That's what we need. No, the the nice thing about the wash halters is the leather, again, is so quality. I mean, I don't give mine, unfortunately, any special attention, and they last forever. The the leather stays really supple. I bathe in them. They get wet all the time. Yes. Yeah. No, they stand up to – you still have to take care of them like anything else, but um, they do stand up. I've washed my horse I don't know how many times in in a grooming halter. Perfectly fine. Really? And then our other popular um, um, halter, obviously, is our shipping halter. We sell a ton of these. Um, I was just looking at that. That is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Genuine sheepskin. That's hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's the bright white sheepskin. um, And it's made on our one-inch Havana double-stitch halter. and they're beautiful, and we can nameplate those. Obviously, anything that we do, we can nameplate. Wow. So you do that there, so you can order your halter, have the plate made. Yep. And that's nice. And now do you, uh, I'm assuming you do offer a uh, nickel plate if you're doing yes. nickel yes, fittings? Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep. If, say, you're making a black and red halter... Many of them with yes, absolutely. Yes, of course, Emily. (laughs) And maybe even a nickel plate on the dog collar would look nice. I think. Oh my god! Oh yes. (laughs) Just wait. I'm gonna have a belt. We're gonna have to put this together for you. We're gonna have a little photo shoot. Emily's collection. I mean, Jamie, you should be doing. You're the eventer. That's like a very eventing thing to do. Isn't I it? know, but you're like the colorful jumper too. So I, I learned from you. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a competition this weekend. I'll be sporting my S equestrian, but I'm really thinking that I need maybe some of this special coloring underneath my cross country bridle. So can you yes. can you do that? I mean, let's do that. <laughs> we don't do bridles right now, but. <laughs> Not yet, but that's your next line. You're welcome. No, she's, she's already drowning in the inventory. We can't give her any more. <laughs> um, I do have a question about the halter for the growing foals, the adjustable one, because I've never really been around babies before. And I'm, I've, I have this new exciting adventure coming up, uh, having my own, my own baby, uh, non-human and the adjust the halters for foals. Do you leave the halter on? Does it come with that little catch rope? Do you do you just leave it yeah. on all the time? And is that safe? Like, what's it, I mean, everybody does a different thing. I mean, some people don't even put halters on. Um, you know, with baby at mama's side, some people don't even use them. Um, we sell a lot of these to the thoroughbred people, um, where the babies are going off with mom to sales and things like that. Um, Every barn is different. It all depends on what your practices are. Maybe there's a time to halter train them, so this is a perfect way to do it. Um, but it doesn't have to stay on all the time. Baby's okay. going to stay right at mama's side for the most part. Gotcha. Yeah. Except for Emily's case. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I'm trying but, to, yeah, because we, we've got to go to the inspection. So I, unfortunately, we've grown out of our Grow With Me halter um, pretty much immediately. But we need to halter train her so we can, we can kind of go, bring them together at least. But, uh, but yeah, they, I mean, gosh, they're easier when they're smaller with that little rope. You can just 
grab onto them. I think, yeah. you know, you want to put yeah. it on and so they get used to it. But uh, there is yeah. there's conflicting uh, opinions about um, how long to leave it on and what's safe. But for sure, mm-hmm. your safest bet is this halter that you all have. The, the leather yeah. grow with me. And then, yeah, and then you move up to a track halter, which is three-quarter inch wide, um, which is a little more traditional, you know, for a smaller head. And that comes in weanling and your yearling size. So then you can grow up with that. Nice. That's such a, yeah. I did not, I know that you have the nicest halters. I have them. I had no idea that there were so many styles. And now with the custom, I mean, you it, it's it, because you don't always get that, the quality out there that you all have. I, this is very, very exciting. Right. We're going to be in the market for a few purchases, I think here. Well, Emily, get your credit card out and go ahead and make the calls. Just to let everybody know, it is walshproducts.com is where we have been online shopping for the next couple minutes. But uh, (laughs) sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there. Go ahead. No, that's good. That's good. Go shop away. Shop away. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, it's been awesome having you on. Now now I've got a shopping cart full of uh, products, uh, so I need to go get my credit card, too. So, yeah, yeah. Emily, you're in trouble. And get the the jumping stick, too, because you can be super matchy-matchy with everything. (laughs) There you go. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, well, Leslie, thank you very much. It's been awesome having you on, and I guess uh, we'll talk to you again next month. Okay, sounds good, ladies. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Washproducts.com. Take care. Take care. Yeah. Uh, Emily, this just turned into a segment of you online shopping with Leslie. (laughs) Oh, I know. I told you I'm a a Walsh junkie. I've always been, which is hilarious that we get to talk about (laughs) Walsh every month because I'm like, yeah. And I just put the 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 halter in in my shopping cart, and I'm sure when it gets here, Chad's going to be like, "Why on earth you are not having a full for six months?" Because I have to be prepared. And look how cute it is! It's so cute. Oh I can't gosh. wait for your baby. Did, so you tell me, I didn't uh, follow your mare, the bloodlines, and who did you uh, breed to? Or maybe we need to wait because we have uh, we have Maggie wait. next. Yeah, we might as well wait because I believe that my black colt is going to be an olden bird. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. We have to get it all planned out. I all mean, planned let's out. go. It's such a weird thing to to really desire one sex and then you know kind of prefer a color, and it's like this magical, unwrappable package that you oh, will you- not see until Christmas morning. You can't peek. It's true, but you know what? You will be so excited any which way. It just, it's just so rewarding. But so we have our next guest is Maggie Fullington. She, we've had her on before. She's an extremely experienced breeder in the U.S. Stands a very famous stallion, MF Bliss. She has Maribet Farms actually down here in Florida and will be hosting the Oldenburg Inspection next month. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Way, well, hello. How are you? Good morning. We're good. We're good. How are you? Good, thanks. Keep keeping those babies coming. You guys got to go on the Maribet Farm Facebook page. They are so cute. Oh, yes. We have lots of them this year, as we did last year. It's very exciting. Very cool. Well, so we we have been pretty much getting derailed the whole show talking about breeding, and we we couldn't wait for you to get back on air here. Well, not back. I talked to you last night, but now 
Now you're on. So we we want to chat just before we launch into the Oldenburg inspection. We wanted to chat okay. a little bit about breeding because Jamie, uh, my co-host here, also has a baby on the way. I do. I'm so oh, excited. That's exciting. I've never had I've never had my own non-human baby. I've only done that once. So I'm not very experienced with the whole breeding thing. And um, I was offered a free lease on a really nice mare, Oldenburg mare. And so I have her. Her name is, uh, well, her Oldenburg name is Surprise. And she's an event mare. Oh. And her sire is uh, a horse named Applejack. And then her grandfather is a horse that you might have heard of named Juice de Palme. Who wow. won the oh, gold medal? Yeah, nice. Judah Palm is is won a gold medal in the Atlanta Olympics. Yes. So I figured her her I'm an eventer. So I figured that she has the jumper bloodlines that I am looking for. And her grandsire, not many, uh, did uh, unfortunately died very young and and crazy. So uh, didn't get. There's not tons out of him. And so I bred her yeah. to a, uh, Oldenburg named Rubignon. Rubin. It's so hard for me to say Rubignon. 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 Was, yes. Correct. Are you, you're familiar or with dressage. him? Yes. Oh, very familiar. Yes. Wonderful dressage stallion that stands with, um, Edgar Schutt, my good friend from Rainbow Equus Meadows. Oh my gosh, he's your good friend. He was so nice and answered so many questions. And we were the first ones that Rubignon bred this spring. So we we were very, very early catching her. My my mare is an old pro and she's like, let's do this. I'm gonna have a follicle when you're gonna check me. So <laughs> we we just Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, gambled and went for it. And and he said that it was the first one and he, she was the first mare to take. She took first uh first try. So he was he was very successful. And so the two temperaments and I have a friend who is uh, heavily involved in the dressage world breeding said that these two, you know, I sent her a ton of stallions that I was looking at and she, nope, 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 nope. Oh, this one. Yes. Rubenstein, Donner Hall, pick solo. Like these are some really nice dressage yep. bloodlines to mix with the Judah Palm jumper yes. bloodlines. So I am the proud owner of a in utero black stallion. <laughs> She's convinced Fantastic. or at least <laughs> trying to push, push the cards in that direction. <laughs> did, did you have the full fetal sex? I tried, um, actually. And so Unfortunately, my dear sweet broodmare has had a very, she's had five babies and her uterus is incredibly stretched out. And so it was actually the baby at the time that we were there for the fetal sexing on that magical day had gone over the pelvis and down because her uterus is a uh, yes. Bless her little heart. She's a little stretched out. And so we were, she's like, I can see him in there. I just can't get close enough. And so, I mean, I did everything. Like I gave her a bath and tried to get her to roll and like flip that thing up. We waited till she peed. Nothing, nothing. Ooh, you're going to have to wait. Oh, well. It was torture. No, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to have to wait so like the rest of us. Like this morning. 
I know Christmas morning. So I, I'm starting to get baby fever right now. We were just talking to a, a halter manufacturer, Walsh products, and I was, I'm, I'm online shopping of baby halters. And so, uh, since you're here, what are some yeah. of the most important <laughs> things? I'm going to hijack this just for a second. Then Do we're going to talk about the inspections that, um, we're going to send my black stallion to. Um, so what are some of the things I need, I need to definitely have in my mind? Talk to me. Give me some well, advice. you mean for first of all for the for the foaling itself or for yeah. just the foal? Because <laughs> there's two completely separate subjects. For the foal, uh, a beautiful Welsh halter, always leather, um, is fantastic. Welsh really makes the best halters on the market. Um, and for the foaling, oh my gosh, so many different things. Probably just a vet, right? I just need that. I told her, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're just going to have, I told her, like, you're just going to have to sleep in the bed next to me. We're just going to be doing this together. <laughs> She's like, I'm not doing that. I well, for sure, monitoring your, your mare is very, very important. Um, and if you're going to have the mare full out at a vet's farm, um, that's always a good idea because, um, you know, well, most of the time things go very, very well. If it goes badly, it needs to be corrected very, very quickly, or you could lose your mare and your foal. So don't ever take any chances. Okay. Take no chances. Gotcha. Well, Are I you plan on, to- I'm, I'm going to do it myself because I, 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 I'm really excited and I want to be involved in it as much as possible. And I, I've fooled out a couple of mares when I was in school. I went to equine management school, so I'm not totally a novice, but what I do have her, she, she lives about five minutes from me, fortunately. So oh, she is, so she good. knows she's on speed dial. And she, I said, you know, when she starts to have that baby, I'm just going to call you. You're just going to have to come out. So well, I tried to, good. Excellent. I tried to get a, a broodmare manager from Lanes End Farm to fly out for January, but he said he was too busy. So, <laughs> I'm like, of course, somebody get over here. <laughs> are you going to uh, put up a camera or baby monitor, or how are you going to manage the the mare when she's closing into her due date? Well, I'd like to think that I am gonna. We have the camera, and we're gonna have that in her stall. And I'd like to think that I'm gonna watch that, but I think I'm gonna be in the stall next to her in the next stall. <laughs> yeah, realistically, totally. I'm gonna be so excited. I'm just gonna be next to her. Come on, yeah, Stallion. <laughs> You're just gonna have to wait, Jamie. It's going to be a surprise. I know, I know. I'm a little out of control because I'm really, you know, I'm only can really afford to do it one time, and so this is my this is my go at it. So, you know. Well, it's exciting. Now you're both going to be on speed dials too, since you're all I pros, know. and now I have your phone numbers. So you're no, no. Maggie's the pro. She, I she, I have her on speed dial too. <laughs> Don't put me on speed dial. Uh, you now, Maggie. Do one I've, other. I've, Go ahead. No, I've, I've I've talked to quite a few um, sort of novice people and um, through foaling um, on the phone and and on Facetime. Interestingly enough, several times that worked pretty well. That, yeah. that is an official volunteer for me to call you in the midst of folding on Facebook. Thank you. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> me too. We're all going to be there. Poor Maggie's is going to be run ragged. But now, so we have you here before we launch into our, our real original topic, which we just, we can't stop talking about babies the whole time. We had a sort of question trying to figure out what is the best 
decision when you have the full, everything's going well, when do you want to put on your Walsh Grow With Me baby halter? And at what times do they wear it? What is appropriate? When do you take it off? Well, you, I, I usually put it on in about three days. I, I've, I've seen people put them on day one, which is a little bit overkill. Um, day three is, is, is a good time. And what I do is I put it on, um, scratch them all over, tell them how good they are, take it off. And then, you know, maybe another hour or so later, I'll put it back on again, scratch them all over, tell them they're good and take it off again. The most important thing is to get them comfortable with it going on and off. Once it's on, um, they'll shake their head a little bit and run around and think, what is this? And then in a few minutes, they will completely ignore it. So, um, the most important thing is the on and off part. And then um, remember that um, a fold's neck is very, very fragile. So never, ever leave the halter on unsupervised. Don't leave it on out in the pasture. Don't leave it on in the stall. Um, and make sure that it fits correctly. It needs to fit pretty firmly around the foal's face without it hanging down. Unlike a halter that we use for our adult horses, there should be no room between the leather and the baby's head. Obviously not tight, just, you know, right around it. So they can't scratch their head and get their foot caught in it, as an example. Mm. So um, a halter is something that you do very gradually, but always supervised. Well, and no, don't get nervous. <laughs> don't get nervous. You have Maggie on speed dial. She knows everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now, <laughs> Maggie, when you put on the halter, is it best to undo the crown piece? Or oh, you have to with that one because it doesn't have the the throat latch. Yes, so that's I, what you'll I be believe, doing. I believe, yeah, I believe they, they, they don't, those do not have a throat latch. Um, those halters are, are sort of in an, uh, an X shape. And the X expands um, so that it, it, it's why it's called grow with you. So the, the top part um, has a hook, on, you know, a latch on both sides. So you can make it bigger or smaller. But as you make it bigger, it opens up the X underneath the, the chin so that the whole halter expands. It's a, it's a very cool design. Cool. And then you've got the little handle there. So if you're successful in wrangling your Correct. baby beast, you can hold on to that little but handle. <laughs> you can to a point, but remember what I told you about a baby's neck being extremely fragile. When you have a young foal, you never ever want to grab onto that handle. And then if the baby starts to pull away from you, pull back because you could break that baby's neck like that. So um, when you are first starting to wrangle a foal, if you will, you always have your, a one arm around the baby's chest and your other arm either around their butt or holding onto their tail um, and keep them secure that way. And then as you start to tr teach them to lead, the halter has a little hook in, and you put the, the little thing that's hanging down, you, you put an actual lead shank, a big, thick rope, long lead shank, all the way around the foal and back to the front so that when you are leading, you're actually pulling the foal along by his butt. And that's how you teach them how to lead. So there's never any oh. pressure on their neck. Really important. That is that. Yeah. I, that's, that is important. We have, uh, had that little, the filly of ours, I call her little, she's huge, but that's, uh, I was watching, um, 
Dr. Griffith, we've had him on before. He's very good. He's worked at some thoroughbred breeding farms and stuff. And that's what he he did. And I thought, ooh, that's smart. That's now we have the explanation. Yeah. Yes. Eric, I'm taking notes. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm meaning to get quiet. I'm just. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm the same way. I'm like, how many quiet? We were waiting all morning to get Maggie on and we kept getting derailed. Wait, we can't talk about this now. We have to wait till Maggie comes. Yes. Got all so these questions. So the question is, Maggie, when my big, beautiful black colt is born, uh, I will then take him to an Oldenburg inspection. What is that? Yeah. What are you looking for? And what is wh- why inspect him? And tell me, tell me everything about it. Well, um, it, the, the German registries, since the, the, the bloodlines of our horses, Did we lose uh, her? Did we lose her? We're so oh. sad. Shh, call, quick, call, I was call like, her back. Was that me? <laughs> Did I do something? Yeah, Jennifer, if you could get her back on the phone. Thank you. Here we go. It's like the most important thing you <laughs> need know. to know is. I know. I know. No, this is a nightmare. Oh. Get her back quick. <laughs> We've got so many more questions. We should uh, have a whole Maggie show. I know. You should. Yeah, that'd be great. A breeding episode. The whole thing. Okay, Start Jennifer. to finish. She's so smart and she's so generous with her time. Like seriously, do call her. Any questions? And she's done it so much and she's helped so many other people that the the experience is just tremendous. Yeah. I, I find that I find that sometimes when you find a professional like that who's been around like seriously, I do have a friend who is the broodmare manager at Lane's End Farm. And <laughs> I thought you were I, joking. That's amazing. No, 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 seriously. And so I I well, I, I say friends. I, I call him my friends. We're Facebook friends. So that's official, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Hi. oh, she's back. Fantastic. Yay. I'm back. Sorry. Oh. That's okay. Where were you? The phone sucks out. It's because it's, it's, um, so it's a phone. So, so, so it, uh, because our, our bloodlines originate from the German registries, we love to have the German registries come and look at our foals and evaluate them and, of course, register them so they can get passports. Um, Oldenburg GOV, which is the Oldenburg Verband, is a very prestigious, terrific registry. So you've chosen well. Oh, yay. Um, And um, the uh, woman that runs um, the Oldenburg Verband in the United States is named Holly Simonson. And she's so knowledgeable and she'll have another judge with her um, from Germany. And together they will give you a tremendous amount of information about the bloodlines of your foal and, and they'll evaluate, evaluate your foal and tell you, you know, what's good and what's bad. It's, it's very, very interesting. Now they have breed sort of guidelines of sorts uh, for the different registries in Oldenburg, are they, for example, I have the three-year-old stud colt by Viva Voltaire um, that they would like to bring. He's quite small uh, for for the age. What is what are the are there height requirements? Is that 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 will play a factor? Yeah. What are they looking? Well, for? if you're looking if you're looking for him to be approved stallion prospect, then yes, um, there are uh, basic height requirements. They really want them to be 16 hands and above, um, but usually they like to see them a bit bigger. 
and Oldenburg has split um, into two basic categories, the dressage category and the jumping category. So you need to tell them whether this is a dressage horse or a jumping horse, and then they will evaluate the horse a little bit differently. Um, obviously, you know, bigger gates are more important for the dressage horses. Um, uh, good, you know, hind end is important for both categories. So uh, they'll, they'll look at all those things and confirmation, obviously, uh, and tell you exactly what they think. Now, what do the three-year-old, that they are considering gelding this horse because he's quite small. He's gorgeous. I mean, beautiful, beautiful type. He could do either actually dressage or jumping by the looks of it. Um, but what, is, what are, let's say that they come and they uh, would like to present him for jumping. What does a three-year-old need to do? First of all, they will evaluate his confirmation. So you'll stand him up in the ring and they'll walk around and evaluate his confirmation. Then you will trot him in a triangle so that they can see all sides. Um, and actually, sorry, I skipped one part. They will have you walk him down and back so they'll look at his walk from front and back. Then they trot the triangle. Um, and then um, they will have a much better idea of his uh, movement and whether or not they like him. Um, if they like him from that point, then uh, they'll ask him to be uh, shown in the jump shoot, um, which is okay. a combination of three jumps, and they'll evaluate him there. Okay, good. So I don't need to be riding him. I was offering no, to, not to, to get some bronc riding out of the way before he needed to get there, <laughs> but that's good. That's good. So we'll put that on on a, a later to-do list. Now, do, do they need to be braided? What 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 is the, what are the requirements for turnout for the for the different ages, or how does that work? Yes, um, it definitely braid. Um, you can do just the dressage button braids, even though it's a jumper if you would prefer, because it's much easier, and the Germans are used to that look anyway. So, just the button braids are fine, but definitely a main braided tail is not necessary. So my big stallion that come will come uh, for inspection is a breeding stallion. So he will be braided um, then. Yes. Button braids. I, I wish you all could see his mane. Yes. He's got the thickest mane probably on earth. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have, like, and, and he doesn't compete. So I'm, I was looking at that the other day like, oh, boy. We're going to have to do some serious makeover here, um, and it's quite long, but okay, okay. So we'll have, I don't know, maybe 45 button braids in there. We're going <laughs> to find out. Here's the See big how boy. many braids you can fit under yeah. one horse's neck. Now, a yeah. uh, question is, uh, because I'm Googling while we're talking about this, which is always dangerous, is there two different types of Oldenburg registries? Is there an American one and the German one, the Verband one that you're talking about? Yes. Um, quite a while ago, it was one registry and there was a big controversy and a big split. And the, um, the ISR Oldenburg, North America, uh, is the one that split off from the Verbond and they are just a registry that is recognized in the United States. They are not recognized anywhere else. Um, the Oldenburg Verbond or Oldenburg GOV. Um, <clears throat> which is the abbreviation, um, is the registry that is recognized worldwide and is 
probably one of the top four registries in the world. Okay, so that's the one we need to focus on then, not the just the American one. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Perfect. So my my baby daddy, I just what I call him, Ruben Jan, he is Oldenburg Verbond. He, or do you he, know? I believe he is approved Oldenburg, but I believe he's a Hanoverian. Okay. So this all this warm blood breeding just makes me crazy. <laughs> it is complicated because yeah. the the blood is yeah you you it, can get it all over. Yeah. Well, the problem is that you know a long time ago um, in Germany, <clears throat> um, especially if a horse was born in, in a particular area, for instance, my mare Ornella, who is the mother of my stallion Bliss MF, um, she is. Uh, Three quarters Hanoverian, but she was, um, but the mare is Oldenburg and she was bred to a Hanoverian stallion, um, and born in Oldenburg. So she is Oldenburg, even though three quarters of her bloodline is actually Hanoverian. In America, you know, we can pretty much choose whatever registry we want to use because the bloodlines now, um, are so convoluted, you know, Hanoverian, Oldenburg, Westphalen. Um, German sport horse, you know, everything is sort of mixed up. So you can choose the record that you want to use as long as the mayor um, has papers that she was registered as a foal. Um, and of course, you would always breed to an approved stallion. Um, and the stallions, even though they are a particular breed, like in this case with Rubignon, he is Hanoverian, um, he would be approved by other German registries as well. So like Bliss MF is approved six different registries. Um, It it just depends on, you know, bloodlines and how they did in their stallion test and what have you as to whether or not other uh, registries would want him. All right. So it says here, Ruben Jan on the rainbowequist.com webpage is a 16-2 black Oldenburg stallion. But then I read down, he uh, has the licensing commission in Germany overwhelmingly approved him. So he's now approved Hanover AHS Oldenburg Verban SWANA RPSI Hessen Olden ISR Oldenburg and Canadian warm blood. That is so confusing. Yes. <laughs> but Basically they, you yeah. just want to look for the Actually, bloodlines. You know that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I, I was incorrect. If he is Oldenburg, then he is Oldenburg. Edgar Schutt being the president of American Hanoverian typically only has Hanoverian horses. Um, but this particular stallion he bought from um, uh, some people that were retiring from breeding. So that's why he is not Hanoverian, but he is proved Hanoverian. But either way, um, the important thing is the quality of the stallion and whether or not the other registries want them. Well, I guess he's quality enough. Everybody's <laughs> certified as everybody. Okay, enough about that's me. Exciting. So how, back to do we know inspe- how many are coming to inspection? I mean, I'm bringing, I think, four or five. How, how many others are there? Um, oh gosh, you know, I don't even know yet. Um, it, it should be a good group. Um, but I, I don't even have a number at this point. I have one, uh, I think I know of two or three other people that are coming with several. So it, it should be a good size inspection. We don't typically have very large inspections, um, here because there aren't a lot of breeders in South Florida yep. because of the expense, but, um, but we usually have a pretty good group. Cool. Okay, well, we can't so- wait. Well, is there, 
Is there a website that Emily can go to that has a list of all the rules and the to do's and the what to do's and what not to do's? Yeah, that so I don't embarrass everybody. Yeah, <laughs> so you don't embarrass yes. all your babies. <laughs> Absolutely. Every uh, registry has So, um, Oldenburg GOV has one, and um, they have the tour schedule, they have the, uh, the fee schedule. Um, you know, requirements uh, for everything pretty much listed. Oldenburg.gov or Oldenburg.gov. Oh, gosh. You know what? Um, I'd have to look, but I think it's Oldenburghorse.net. I want to say it's Oldenburghorse.org or .com. Hold on a second. I can tell you in a second. I just found it's Olden. There's a... Oldenberghorse.net. Perfect. Yep, that's it. Yep. Well, share it. that link. And um, we're going to go on there and get it all organized. I'm going to get my stallion's mane in order so we don't embarrass anybody. <laughs> Start now. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's September 21st. Did we decide or you decided? Yes. Yes. We are actually the last stop on the tour. Exciting. Um, I can't wait. We, we, we were going to be the first stop on the tour, but uh, there were several people, including myself, that didn't have foals that were born yet. So we switched <sighs> to the last stop on the tour. Awesome. Yeah, me too. That works out much better. The more we can get in, the better, for sure. Well, that's yeah. exciting. Well, thank you so much for calling in, Maggie. We will be checking in with you again. We may even have a whole breeding show. I think we should just talk about it for hours. I think it was so much fun. Well, absolutely. <laughs> It's so educational. Well, thank you so much for calling well, in, being generous with your time. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. We'll thank talk you. to you soon. Bye. I'm going to call you okay. around January Bye. 15th. I'll FaceTime you. Two in the morning. <laughs> Excellent. I'll be correcting your call. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Take care. Like, Bye. We feel like FaceTiming, right? FaceTiming, like, uh, what does her vagina look like? Is it ready to go? Like, who does that? She has, that. though, like, all little tricks about the color. And I was on the phone with her for, like, an hour last night. I mean, she is so generous with her time and so knowledgeable. Um, it's amazing. So, okay, well, we're running out of time because we keep getting derailed on the Breeding Channel. But okay, we sorry, have sorry, sorry. our next and final guest, Hannah, who's actually a friend of mine from high school. And she has started a really, really cool tax store, uh, super legit with the website and apps and everything. So we're going to talk about it. They're also going to be carrying the Sequestrian line, so it's the place to shop. Welcome to the show, Hannah. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yay! I'm so glad we were able to pull this together last minute. Um, I think so I shot fun. you a text. Nice yes. to talk with you like, again. I know, I know. We're it's Facebook. You know, you when your friends on Facebook, you feel kind of plugged in. Your kitties are adorable. Exactly. Thank you so much. Miss you, and hopefully we'll get together soon. I Maybe know. Some of well, us only alumni. I know, right? We should. We should do something. You all should come down to Florida. What is your What is your schedule with your your tax store? I saw you're in New Jersey. Kind of following. So we are in New Jersey. Um, yeah, we we go to horse shows locally now um, in Pennsylvania, New York, uh, New Jersey, and we started in late 2015. My husband Stephen and I, and we noticed there was a gap in the English apparel, pack, and horse care market. Somewhere between like the large big box stores who frankly have a high employee turnover 
an okay customer service to the local tax shop, um, which often supply great service and have limited product choices for the discerning rider. Uh, And over the past several months, we have partnered with several top brands as well as lesser known brands so we can offer a full array of products for customers and their horses based on their lifestyle. So one of our main goals is to make riding enjoyable and most importantly, affordable with our knowledgeable staff engaging customer service um, and best prices, including price matching. We also do free shipping. And also being lifelong riders, my husband and I, and also horse owners ourselves, we enjoy meeting our customers and often stay in touch with them. And they send us updates regularly as they have become part of the Hunt Country Saddlery family, which is what we want. Uh, part We say partners for your riding experience for life. So. That's great. Yeah, it, you, that is missing, that sort of personal touch, having being able to have a little... Uh, you know, the, more of a small business, I guess, feel. Although looking at your website, right. I mean, you're a big business. You're carrying a lot of brands here. We are. We're carrying almost 30 brands. Um, and we're negotiating with partners to sell more. So we have over a thousand different products listed on our website right now. So we have items from the beginner rider to the Olympian athlete, um, Includes some of the hottest in the market right now, like Horsey, uh, Equine Couture to custom jackets and apparel from Hayward Sportswear to saddles. We also offer Toulouse and HDR as well as brands we are the only to carry in the USA, such as Lagrange Saddles from France and Derriere Equestrian, which is um, it's actually riding intimate apparel. And many of our product lines have sponsored riders and are tested over time. So we don't just say we're going to carry a certain brand. We really do our research and try to make sure that it has very good quality. Um, and we also meet with all of our vendors when possible as much as we can. So we are the most informed about the products and know how to fit your, the customer's needs. And you are, so are you, you're obviously online. Are you a horse show uh, trailer and brick and mortar or one or the other? Yeah, so we go to the different tax. Um, we have a, we're mostly online and we're open um, 24-7 online, but we also have a physical um, presence. Um, we have a retail space, uh, but we're ap- open by appointment only. And that is located in Warren, New Jersey. Um, but we go mostly to barns um, to, we go mostly to barns. And a lot of people, we offer a customized service going to the different barns for people with their saddles and also if somebody wants to see different products. Wow. And we also help out a lot with, yeah, with different, um, the IEA teams as well. And just trying oh, to make different uh, requests of the customers. So we have a store to barn and hand delivery. Um, but we have customers all over. We've served people in England, Europe. I've sent the saddles to New Zealand. So we're kind of wow. all over. Um, but our phones are always pretty much on after hours, just so that, just to make it more of a personalized service. So if anybody ever has a question, and we're also very, um, I'm always, we're always checking emails just to make sure that we are critically responsive to people. I don't know how you stock. I know we keep getting on the inventory channel. I mean, I do inventory for the clothing line and we were on with Walsh and I mean, wow, what I mean, I was like I can't believe it. She was just doing inventory, but you like how do you, you've got Cavalor, you've got supplements, first aid, horse blankets. How do you manage and where do you keep all of this inventory? We we have inventory space. 
um, we have we have a large um, office space and um, warehouse space in in New Jersey in Warren, New Jersey. So so we kind of keep everything there, um, and so we just kind of try to just figure out you know exactly what what our customers need, and just we also do packages for people too. A lot of riders want you know the matching fly bonnet saddle pad, the matching polo wraps or boots or matching shirts. So we do customize packages for people. And so we do a bundle. So they can do a bundle of products together and actually save money. So that's sort of uh, more on the the newer end of things that I it's sort of unique. I haven't seen anyone else represent represent that. So yeah, that's a really great uh, a great sort of um, mission really with the company to be able to interact with your clientele and really pull together what they need, uh, which is, which is quite different. I'm sure you see, I mean, up there in New Jersey, you've got, t- I mean, just inundated with top, top barns. You've got all kind of, and then all the good horse shows. Um, but then you've got, if, right. if you can do like you're saying, you can communicate and have the same sort of service for people all over the country. I'm sure their needs even supplement wise will, will change. And it takes a lot of the guesswork exactly. out. And there's also just a there just seems to be a niche market for this. We're we're only a stone's throw away from the United States Equestrian Team in Far Hills, uh, Gladstone. So there's a lot of top barns in this area, and um, and because we're newer, my my goal this summer is also to do marketing to the different barns in the area. We also offer um, special prices for barn owners and trainers. So we would love to have people contact us if they want to find out more information about that. Um, well, but and our our whole thing. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, you guys have to log on to Hunt Country Saddlery and see all of the different brands, um, you know, that you pulled together here. Because being able to access that is uh, to have them all in the same place is incredible. I'm I'm shocked that you have so many. Thank you. And thanks for your encouragement, Emily. I really appreciate when you and I chatted um, this past spring saying I was, you know, we're just pulling all this together. I really appreciate your support and encouragement. Oh, of course. It's a and great, I'd love to it's talk a great to you more idea. about carrying your apparel. Thank you. I would love to carry your apparel too. So. Yes. We'll get it's that so great in the to works just connect sure. with you. I know it's yes, been please. so long and it's fun. I, I know that you're a horse girl and I, I don't know your husband um, and he's got the horse experience, which is exciting, but to see somebody with the background that you have and the knowledge pull together such a class act here, th- this needs to be a thing. Huntcountrysaddlery.com. You can get to it online. Will you all set up at horse shows or what is your plan for really accessing the market large, large scale that way? So we're hoping to expand that more not this year so much. Um, we are going to different horse shows more on the local level this time, but we are hoping to make it up to hit Socrates. I would love to be going to Devon horse show. Um, and then hopefully I would love to be down to Wellington at some point. That's really my dream. That's my ultimate dream. I mean, talk about (laughs) the like epic barn calls. I mean, there are so many barns here that, you know, Hopefully, Blissmo is not listening. Um, if you go set up at the horse show, That's it's our, very expensive. My friends are but. down are down there. So exactly, exactly. So, but that is my. You know, um, I would love to be. You know, spring, summer up in New Jersey, and fall, winter down in down in Florida. So 
Oh, for um, sure. And hopefully and I'll be missing. hanging out with you down there. I would love of that. Of course. Of course. Come on down. I'll <laughs> help out any way I can. Because, you know, you, when you people shop, I love I love shopping. When you go to the horse show and you're shopping and there's all yes. the different brands and stuff, it's overwhelming. You know, they're in all different places and it is. it's hard. To, the idea of having somebody knowledgeable put, help you pull together a package that tailors your needs um, is is priceless. I mean, even the, these supplements deciding, like, what do I need? Like, what's a good supplement for what's going on with my horse? How can I get some guidance? Exactly. That's- exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're here for with our experience. Um, so I grew up on Martha's Vineyard horseback riding, and I was lucky enough to have my dad build me a barn in the backyard. It wasn't a big barn, but I learned so much about horsemanship. And then working for many years with top trainers as a working student, um, and then also my background, of course, going with you to school at Stoney Burnham. It's just been, I really feel that horsemanship is so important. Um, and I really try to instill that in my daughters who love to ride too. So Aww. it's an important thing. Um, and well, it trying, is, and but we love can... to provide wonderful service. Well, that's the thing is people can draw off of that because you have superior right. horsemanship. You have all of this experience and riding through school and everything, which I know. And for somebody Thank who can you. come in and say, you know, help help me pull together the right, whether it's just equipment or supplements or exactly whatever. So you guys check it out, huntcountrysaddlery.com. This is up and coming and Equestrian will be there soon for sure. Yes, we hope so. We would be so honored to have your product, Emily. Thank you so much for having us today. There's so much love in here. It's so great. (laughs) Hugs, girls. I know. It's so funny. This is our reunion. We're doing it live on air. (laughs) All right. Well, thank Thank you so much for calling in, Hannah. All right, Emily. We'll be in touch. Thank you. you. All right. For sure. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Do you see all these products, though? Do you know that I was supposed to, like, I pick up, like, I'll, I'll do the jumping show. You know, I need some extra money. And I've spent at least four times as much as I made this morning on the show. <laughs> I know. Like, it's I out know, of control. It's <laughs> it, it is out of control, but you can't stop because it's so good. The I know. So it's good. awesome. Awesome, it's awesome, it. awesome. I can't wait to see your little baby halter on your black stallion. You know, you you may, in fact, get, you know, get a black stallion, I mean, with those papers. Uh, what color is the mayor, though? chestnut with some white socks so initially i wanted chestnut mare that i know (laughs) i know well glenn uh of course laughs and he says that uh there's no doubt that at the end i'll have a gray filly (laughs) hey that would hey better than chestnut mare you know i mean but even if it comes out chestnut mare like you when when you're involved with the papers and the pedigree like this i mean you just it's so rewarding it's so exciting you're just gonna be all mushy forever after I know. And I love this mare too. She's just such a joy. So I'm hoping that the uh, baby gets her brain and Rubion's feet. <laughs> Chestnut mare with four white socks is not where I want it to go. Oh, but hey, some <laughs> of them can be good. And a lot of it is is that temperament in the papers. But that's exciting. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. For sure. It's going to be awesome. It just actually, I joke, but like, it doesn't matter. I'll love it no matter what. As long as it's healthy, you're supposed to say, right? When you're having a I know. As long as it's healthy. Well, That's Emily, the- as always, this has been amazing having you on. And, and it's always fun yeah. to sit in on the Jumper Show. And you are just a wealth of knowledge. And I wish you the best of luck with all your stuff going on and going to Germany and playing oh. with babies and I competing knew. and sweating in Florida. So... Oh, yes, and the sweating. Well, thank you, thank you. Always fun, and we will be checking back in soon. 
Absolutely. And thanks, Esquestrian and Walsh Products for sponsoring today's show. Yay. All right. Oh, I wait before we go. Sequestrianco.com. Sequestrianco.com. Like, we need to say it, but you should know. 